we've struggled with erosion here at Longleaf Breeze since we got here, but I don't know that we've had an event of quite the magnitude of that gully washer moving through the orchard. That was scary. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Hi, and welcome to our podcast of February 9th, 2011. You know, what you said, Lee, at the beginning is, uh, I would echo that 2,000 times. It's really scary to see your soil wash away. Um, we remembered remarking when Dave Gray first went over the um, and unearthed all that nice, rich-looking soil out there in the orchard expansion, thinking, oh, this is going to be great for those trees. They'll have a nice place to put down roots. And more important, well, I guess in the immediate um, time frame, we were concerned about getting some kind of grass down that would take root. And I was thinking, good, that nice rich soil ought to hold the grass. It ought to have something to cling to and grow on. Well, the last, the rain of last week, I know it rained pretty it much all day Tuesday. Thursday and Friday, but also Friday. Remember when we went to get the trees? It rained a good bit that True. day. So Friday's rain was, was also part of the problem. Yeah. But basically the, the big scary event was Tuesday and Tuesday night yeah, when it just flooded through here and washed so much of our topsoil away. Yeah, such a high velocity of water. Exactly. But we're we're frightened, but we're not panicked. We know that um, there's a way we can get through this. Um, there, yeah, you're right. We have a plan now, and maybe we can talk through during the podcast, what we're planning to do, what the problems are, and then what we're planning to do about it. Yeah, the problem is the orchard is on an incline. It's a slight incline. It's not, you know, carved out of the side of a hill or something, but it is a slight incline, so water runs from north to south, and um, that was what was so scary about that event last week is those big old rivers of water running through and just taking soil with them right after we had opened them up. Um, but we've recontoured it now. Um, the first thing we're going to do, you've just purchased some silt fence yes, from Lowe's. Yes, four rolls of it. Yeah, 400-foot rolls. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, put, we'll start installing those as soon as the weather permits tomorrow. We were due to get snow overnight, and we're sort of watching the weather to see uh, when we can get out and start working tomorrow. But... That's probably the first order of business is to get that mm -hmm. silt fence down on the south border and around where we've built up the soil around the pear trees because mm -hmm. yeah. that's, that's probably the loosest, most vulnerable soil now. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we're going to get agree. that silt fence in in those two places, and then you and I are going to get out as soon as we can and start plotting out exactly where things go. Right. And we thought we would use the transit and draw a nice flat line across the orchard so it's, you know, as level as possible. Mm -hmm. And then measure everything from that. 
to keep parallel lines. Yeah, and I bought some flags of two different colors last week, so that can help us. We yeah, can so we put got those a, flags in the right place. Got <laughs> pink flags and white flags, and one of the colors will be trees, and one of the colors will be trellis posts. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. But uh, our approach, as you probably remember, is we are trellising everything. We're yeah, not, pre- not on that pom- stretch. On that stretch, yes, but not pomegranates. For, except for the thornless blue blackberries, which will be at the top. No, the the pomegranates are going over. I know. On the, oh, you're side. saying everything that is on, uh, that is in that area. Correct. Okay. Over in that area, yeah. everything is trellised except the thornless blackberries. Mm-hmm. So um, we want those trellis lines to be parallel, mm-hmm. so we can maintain them easily. That makes and sense. Yeah. So. You know, whatever it is at at the midline, we will just measure from that. Even and even if it's not on a, a flat level, it'll be close enough to it. Yeah. So um, we get the trees planted and we get the trellis posts installed. We'll set at least the end posts in concrete. Oh, I guess we should make a little bit of a detour and talk about our uh, purchase from Petals from the past. That's right. That We did that Friday. Unfortunately, there was a driving rain, as I'd already mentioned, throughout all of central Alabama. And um, we, um, Jason Powell was so gracious and helped us that day anyway, even though it meant getting out in the terrible weather to, to help us find. But, but he worked with us and helped us pick the right um, cultivars, I guess. And, and mm-hmm. then we um, got everything. He and his, his people got the, loaded up in our pickup truck and... Uh, since we had a couple of errands to run before we came back to the farm, uh, everything got well watered in the back of the yes, pickup truck. <laughs> we arrived with all the trees well watered because they got a lot of rain in route. But I think we decided we bought a total of 64 trees. A lot of is, trees. Yeah. Some of them are small. They're like blackberries and muscadines, but still. So we have our work small. cut out for I mean, us. pretty lot. So we're going to get those trellis posts installed after we plant the trees, and then we will install a silt fence at the midline to give us one more chance to slow the velocity down. And we're also thinking about a silt fence over on the west side um, between the lodge and the barn to hold the lodge site soil in place. And then I guess we'll figure out once we get the figs and pomegranates in whether we need one more strip above the blueberries. If we do, that'll probably be one we have to buy. Oh, you think? So the ones you're planting, you think until that we get to that point, we have enough silt fence. Correct. In that 400 rolls. Okay, 400 yeah. feet. Um, but I, And I do think it's going to be nice. It's going to be beautiful when finished. Oh, and of course... Let's, let's keep telling ourselves that. <laughs> we haven't talked about the, what we're going to plant in terms of cover like grass out there. No, we haven't talked about it because I'm weaving and bobbing on that. You mm. and I had a plan to do, go with centipede, a strip of centipede right between each trellis line. And I'm still not... you know That may very well be the right course. It's just that I'm thinking... Uh, do we want to give up the chance to add biomass? You know, centipede is not going to add much biomass. It's just going to sit there. Um, So the question is, do we want to have a pattern of planting something like, you know, crimson clover or something like that that builds biomass and fixes nitrogen? Does it stay pretty close to the ground, though, so you can walk on it? Oh, you can walk on it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, it does not stay nearly as close to the ground as centipede does. Yeah. So if you, you know, You'd if it's important it. to you to be able to stroll up and down the orchard floor. It kind of is, yeah. Okay. Well, so that's the kind so of we conversation might have to we it. need to have. We might have to mow the crimson clover. We, Yeah. Certainly, whenever we're expecting companies going to come and we want people to be able to walk up and down the But you have to mow centipede, too, in the summertime. I mean, it grows. You have to You do. I can't bush hog it. You know, you can't. Centipede needs to be kept at an inch and a half or so mm-hmm. in height, and but I can't can, do that with the bush hog. But you can bush hog crimson clover? Sure. Yeah, I can okay. do that. Well, that's an idea then, too. So, yeah, something we can t- talk about. We had, ironically, we were going to be going to a lecture tomorrow morning through Master Gardener on turf, which would have come at a really good time. But because of the snow in central Alabama, that class has been canceled or postponed. postponed indefinitely. Anyway. Postponed. Um, and I'm sure that we will go to that class whenever it is because um, that is the one class remaining, our makeup class, that we have to do before we can be... Um, you know, we could be graduating as master gardeners. So we will definitely do the class, but it's just that it, I thought, oh, man, this timing's perfect. We'll exactly. get to talk to we the experts. We were really looking forward to that class, and yeah. we're, we're frustrated that they've had to cancel it because of the snow, but I think it was the right decision. Oh, it was the right thing to do, but I'm just saying, why is it that everybody, you know, we, we get excited about snow around here, but... And, and if you're oh, listening is... to our podcast from someplace where you get snow all the time, we apologize. But the central Alabama, we pretty much go crazy if when we hear about snow. So. If you're listening to this from Oklahoma, I'm very sorry. I mean, we should yeah. not be complaining about this because our thoughts go out to all of those who have just bombard- been bombarded and are really hurting. But, um, you know, it's just it's the fact, like you said, down south where it's really not a big problem. The main problem sometimes is that they go crazy closing everything or, you know, the roads shut down because we don't have snow removal equipment. So, um, you know, we're going to we're going to muddle through somehow. (laughs) And uh, then we've also got another project underway that's an indoor project, and that is starting seed. We do have our work cut out for us there as well. Um, We finished work last week on a uh, grow light. It's one we just built ourselves using plywood and three 40-watt fluorescent fixtures using T8 bulbs. And um, everything's working fine on the glow light. All three fixtures plug into a timer, and we can set it to provide as, as many hours of light as we want. And we've got it so that you can raise and lower it depending on the height of the plants. And, of course, we'll start with the lights very low right. on the seeds and and then as the plants get taller you can he you have uh, chain link right. extenders and so that we can just raise them a link or two at a time whatever we need to do that's right and of course before we are ready for light we need heat yeah, and uh, that's so probably what, more important than the light actually yeah, is it is it is out there so talk about your original plan <laughs> with the electric blanket <laughs> do i have to can't yeah. we just skip this well we, this is a learning experience for all of us <laughs> i had this bright idea that we were going to use an electric blanket which was cheaper instead of a uh, heating mat and you know i thought golly the, you know it's it's a nice, inexpensive way to do this. We'll just cover it with plastic so it won't get wet. And um, it'll be as big as we want it to be because we'll just fold it as many times as we need to fold it to get down to the size we need. Well, 
for starters, I'm not sure the heating blanket we got worked the way a heating blanket should work because it, it had big patches of it that never really heated up. Yeah. But what I realized is even if it heated up the way it was supposed to heat up, it wouldn't have worked well for us. One reason is that it cuts off after 10 hours, and that doesn't work well when you're trying to keep seeds warm. Right. So so we broke down. You, you were able, since it was still in excellent condition, I mean, there was nothing wrong with it other than it wasn't right for us. You sent that back for your refund and then ordered a heating mat. We have a proper one now that's coming. And the heating mat is in transit, we hope, uh, on its way to us from Johnny's. So uh, we will have a honest-to-goodness heating, a seedling heat mat when we finish up. It'll be 22 by 48, which basically means it's enough for four flats. Mm-hmm. And the light's enough for four flats. Yeah. So, so basically that's, that's our capacity that's is our four capacity. flats. And um, the, the, the plants I'm planning to start from seed this uh, spring will be tomatoes and peppers. And I have, you know, just an, I think that's going to you know, putting about four flats worth or will be about right. So I think we've got um, the the right layout. Good. Good right capacity. So you think we've got enough yeah. to do what you yeah, need to do? I do. I mean, four flats is a lot of plants. I know. So. If they if they live, yeah. we'll be in good shape. I can give some away. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk fun. about our the visit that we received from our county extension agent. Boy, was it fun to see Mallory Kelly come to see us. Uh, let's see. She came on... Went Monday? Day before yesterday. Today's, yeah, yeah Monday. And um, boy, she was here for a good long visit. We got a chance to show her everything we're doing and have her uh, give, give, give her a chance to comment on it and make observations. And it's just so helpful to yeah. have she's her great. walk around she, with it us. It really and, is. And she's such a nice person, she too. Is. So. We, we had a great time and hope that she will come back soon. Um, and then since then, I had to, to make a trip out of town. But while I was gone, you were doing some work out there on the tractor and so and walking around, weren't you? I did. I had um, a couple of good days here um, in your absence. Let's see what I was able to accomplish. I, I'm, oh, well, of course, the first thing I was able to do is smooth off the orchard floor. Yeah. Uh, we've, you know, we've now removed the evidence of those awful rivers of water that were flowing through, and it looks good again. Mm-hmm. And it's reassuring to see it after it's re-smoothed that way because you, you've clearly get the impression there's, there's good soil there. Yeah. You know, our trees have enough to grow in. We just need to get on with it um, <laughs> and do that. In addition to that, I um, cut down trees uh, just below the barn in an area that will become our new work platform. <laughs> One of the things that happened when we're expanding the orchard is we've eaten up the area where I used to just you know push up a pile of compost or yeah. build a fire or something like that. You so just we, need that on a farm. Yeah, we just needed a place to work. So um, um, I've cut down the trees in an area just below the barn, and um, when Dave Gray comes this weekend, he'll push over some stumps for me down there, and we'll have a nice area where I can push up a load of compost or build a little fire or stack up some stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, And the nice thing about that spot is it's relatively level, but it's out of our sight line because it's down the hill from where we exactly. are. Exactly. It's actually a better location than yeah. what we've been using because it is um, out of the sight line here, mm-hmm. the core campus. 
yeah. you know, very convenient. It's, you know, you can run down there real quick in the tractor mm -hmm. and do what you need to do, but it, you don't see it when you're at the lodge or at the barn. You have to walk down the trail yeah, to see it. That's right. Speaking of trails, I've been a busy boy. Tell me about it. I have plotted out two new trails, one on the west side that will open up a big swath of our property that we've not been able to enjoy, and one on the northwest corner of the property if this goes the way I hope it does, for the first time, we will have a trail that uh, passes conveniently by the northwest corner of the property, which I think is nice. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You, it's beautiful over there. It really it is. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's just so pretty um, and so different from a lot of the other yeah. places where we walk. So It's like I'm, rolling hills, and you can see through the woods, and, you know, just, well, if, you, if you've got a trail, you can see through the woods. <laughs> yeah, and um, mm -hmm. so I, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. We are geared up for mm -hmm. Dave Gray's coming this weekend, and I'm hopeful that by the time the weekend's out, he will have done everything he needs to do with the dozer and we can get it on back down to his farm. Yeah. Which I yeah. know will be a relief to yeah, him. Yeah, be a relief to him, I'm sure. So I so we've got a lot going on. I know you've uh, also been doing some reading and listening to some uh things that I thought you might want to talk about next week. Um the cover crop issues that you've you I know you have a um Atra had a webinar that you Okay. We're part of that yeah, you're going to talk about, and maybe we can talk about that next week. That's, you know, that's one of those things we know we we can talk about at some point, and yeah, maybe we'll do that next week. But um, but we have just a, a minute more, so we might talk about um, one other issue that we haven't talked uh, haven't brought up, and that is um, Veg Hill. We talked about starting seed, but there actually are a few seeds I can put into the ground in the next week or so. And we have some uh, area ready for you whenever you are, yeah. whenever I can release you from right. the orchard <laughs> duty to do that. Yeah. Uh, right now, I need you on the orchard because, uh, you know, a lot of this, we really need both of us to do. Yeah, and I can do some seeding while you and Dave Gray are working on things, too. That's true. Um, and the, but, but I but, wanted and to... And we're looking for several days after this snow event tonight... We're looking at several days of warm, sunny weather. That is great news. Yeah. Especially in mid-February, which is a beastly month. <laughs> yeah, the beastly month of February is um, well underway here. Is, we are certainly looking forward to a little warming and sunshine and working outdoors. So uh, it's been a, a great podcast. I've enjoyed talking to you and enjoyed... Um, Me too trying to keep you up to date about what we're doing. I hope you have a great week and a happy Valentine's Day. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. 
see you next week.